Welcome to another episode of Everything That Glitters with Glitzy. Today I have with me Ja'Kayla. And I don't know if any of y'all know, but my daughter was up in the military. She is. Um, and so today she's going to be with us to talk about um, her decision to join and what she did and all of that good stuff. So say hi, Kayla. Hello, everyone. All right. So... How old were you, Jaquela, when you joined the military? 17. Wow, 17. Such an interesting time. So, why did you decide to join at 17, and how how was that even possible? Um, well, you um, can join at 17, but you have to have a parent sign off. So, my, my dear mother signed, signed my life away. <laughs> um, I... Um, in that process of just that age, I was, you know, I knew I was going to go to college and I was trying to figure out, okay, how is it going to get paid for? Because the, the woman who signed my life away was not going to pay for it. She was broke. Um, so, I don't know. That's just one of those things. I've always been athletic and, I mean, I felt that it wouldn't be something um, super hard. So, yeah, I was like, okay, you know. Once I was able to get the MOS that I wanted, I was I was all in. But back a little bit. So how at seventeen, like is it is that called something particular? Like what type of program is that? Um, so I did split ops. Uh, split ops is basically where um, you know you're in high school still. So um, at the end of your junior year, you will go to basic training, do half of your training, and then um, you would come back, finish school, and then um, after you graduate, you'd come back and finish the, the second half, uh, or AIT as they would call it, which is like your um, your actual like job training. So me, I was an MP, uh, military police, so um, that's where they basically did all the um, training for an MP. So you do car rides. Um, and other specialized training. So, didn't you get pepper sprayed or something? Yeah, so that's one of them. Um, I got pepper sprayed, but it wasn't an AIT. So, when I got to my, when I got to my unit, um, I'd probably been in about two years at that point. Um, and you have the... You have to get pepper sprayed. Um, and I actually think this is the same for the actual, like, police force um you have to get pepper spray because basically they want you to know i mean it's not going to kill you but they want you to know how it feels to pepper spray somebody so when you do it you'll think twice about doing it um and then you also have the option to get tased so um i did i i chose to get tased i was actually the first volunteer so i went up and showed everybody else how it was done and then um um i think during that same it was probably like a few days later, but I ended up getting OC sprayed. Um, and they make you go through this entire course um, while you are OC sprayed and you have to like hit a, you know, hit a bag and uh, handcuff somebody and like, you know, protect yourself. Um, and then, you know, basically the effects are there for a while. Um, and that's completely different. I know like when you go through basic training, you have to do the ga the, the gas chamber um, it's com it's a completely different feeling, <laughs> similar but different. So as a parent, um, I had the honor I'm gonna say honor of seeing pictures from 
these events as they were happening. Um, thanks to, again, technology and social media, they, even though you can't talk to your child as you want to, you get to see these weird pictures of them um, looking crazy after they get sprayed and all this kind of tase and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, what you're referring to is actually when I went through the gas chamber. I was actually in basic training, and they they sent, like, pictures and stuff so, like, our parents would see us. And what's funny is, is that I actually still have the video, so I'm going to have to watch the video one day. But, um, <laughs> like, you go in, you have to make sure that your mask or your, your gas mask is properly sealed, and then um, they, they take you in. Um, you stand there. Um, they basically, I don't know, they'll, they'll talk and do some other things. It's a blur. And then at that point, they'll tell you to remove your mask, and then they count to, like, 10, and at that point, then they let everybody out. At that point, your eyes are burning, nose is running, everything is just kind of spinning. So you're like everybody's, like, trying to push to get out. And then when you get out, they make you, like, flap your hands like a bird. Um <laughs> So, you know, if you do ever see any of those videos or pictures of other people, they are all waving their hands. It's because they want them to look like a bird. That's interesting. So, you're, you were actually a member of the Arkansas National Guard, and then you transferred to the Tennessee National Guard. But tell me really quick, what is the difference between the National Guard, the Reserves, and active duty? Yeah, so with the Army, there's three different components. Um the full the full time is what they call active duty. Basically, um, most of them live on a um, on a military base, um, and this applies to all of the branches: Army, Air Force, um, Navy, and Mar- Marines. Um, and you basically live on a base, and you know that's your job twenty four seven. Honestly, not my forte because they don't get paid enough, and I don't like the job that much. Um, the reserves in the National Guard are similar because the National Guard is a reserves component. However, the reserves is only federal, where the National Guard is federal and state. So if there's a riot, um, because specifically I was a part of the FFA group um, for like riot control, if there was a riot in, um, in the state that you reside in, um, typically the governor would um deploy the national guard and they would you know come and help try to um figure out that situation <laughs> in nice terms um but you know it could also be for national disasters such as flooding um hurricanes same thing uh tornadoes just clean up in general or trying to escort people out of the area hmm. okay um, and reserves, they won't ever be on that like that state side. They'll always stay federally involved in anything. So, and all of these components still go to war. Um, they can still be deployed to Korea, um, um, the the Middle East, like so many different places. Okay, all right, good deal. So, how was the experience once you actually finished uh, AIT? You started. Officially, you started college when? In like January? No, it was like January 2016. Right. So most people think of starting college in fall. She actually was in AIT at that time. So tell me about once you actually back um, at home and you were doing college in National Guard. 
Yeah, so I actually, that kind of worried me a little bit because I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to start college when everyone else starts college. But it actually worked out because I ended up graduating high school um, as technically a sophomore in college. So um, when I missed that half a semester, it didn't drop a ball because I still graduated ahead of everybody else (laughs) Um, before me. Okay. Um, so that's good. All right. So, um, you, when you got back to college, you actually went to, um, you only served like one weekend a month. Is that what that was? Yeah. With the national guard or just any reserve component, typically it's, uh, you'll serve a weekend, um, once a month. But the thing is that it really varies depending on the schedule. Cause it can be a, a Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you do um, two weeks out of the summer. But that also varies as well because when I went to Romania, I was gone for three weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know some people that they have, like, a month-long AT. So, again, those, like, what they tell you is not very specific, and that's how they get people. They're like, oh, that's easy. Yeah, they give you the minimum. (laughs) Like, two weeks out of something. That's easy, but it it, It could be longer. It could be way longer, yeah. And then you have to take consideration if you're working at that time. A lot of employers, some are okay with it, and some not so much. So, what do you think about that? I actually, so, when... Um, when I relocated to Tennessee, um, I re- relocated to the Tennessee National Guard. That was it. Actually, worked out in my favor because the company I worked at worked at was like a huge company, and all I would have to do was basically put like um like so say for example if my drill spanned a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I could basically put in military leave for Thursday, Friday, get paid with my normal job still Thursday and Friday, even though I'm gone and then get paid with the military Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. That's so a great benefit. It was, that was a great benefit. Cause I was getting paid buku's money. <laughs> okay. No, that's cool. That's cool right there. But it doesn't always work out like that for no. everyone. No, it doesn't. Okay. And you know, people from a lot of different States that you sort of kept up with and man, all over, uh, New Jersey, um, man, Puerto Rico. Those are my, my two homegirls. We were like, the trio back in AIT. Um, I mean, I know people from all over Louisiana. I mean, I don't think there's a state where I don't remember somebody from. Wow. So that's good. So not only did you sort of get some skills, you know, lifelong skills, you actually literally just like, you know, met people that you've developed some lifelong relationships with. So that's always good too. Yeah. Actually, my best friend now of like eight years is who I met when I was in AIT. And we've been cool ever since, Adrian. Awesome, yeah. So we'll have to get Adrian on and and get his <laughs> get his insight to some things when when he comes up. So awesome. Okay. So anything that you want to add or you want to tell someone who is on the fence on whether or not it's a good move to go military. I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can. Um, I think the military has a lot of great benefits. But I also think that, like, me being 17, I didn't think, like, I was thinking, like, right now, I wasn't thinking, like, how am I going to feel, like, later down the road? So when I actually, you know, when I was in Arkansas, it was great. I had, you know, leadership that represented me. Um, You know, just everybody around me was great. And then when I moved to Tennessee, it was like being in a different, a completely different world. And I just didn't like it. I didn't like the process. I didn't like being there anymore. 
Um, so that's initially what prompted me to get out of the military because I just I wasn't passionate about it and I didn't like the environment that I was in. Um, but I think if if you know if you're struggling a little bit with life, I've noticed that a lot of people, uh, you know, they gravitate towards the military. I've seen people where their lives is completely a, a wreck and then they go to the military, they get that foundation, they get that structure and they get out and they're totally fine. Um, I've seen people who are lifers and lifers are pe people basically going to stay 20 plus years to get that check. And then, I mean, at that point, if you're staying 20 years, why not stay 30? Most people are like in their 30, 35 years. Um, not my thing. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, I think it's something to explore if you know yourself, um, it is a lot of work. It's gonna, you, it's, man, you're going to be uncomfortable. I don't like the cold and we were out in the field in the cold. It was terrible. Um, so, I mean, it, it also depends on your job. There's some jobs where you won't be out in the field. There's some jobs, you know, where, where. I don't know, you're dealing with loud artillery or heavy artillery or, you know, whatever the case be. And and as a woman, we're getting into the age now where, like, we're we're expected to pick up our own slack. Like, we're not going to have somebody else carry our load just because of how much we weigh or our gender. So um, just also take that into the uh, consideration. Awesome, awesome. So thank you. Thank you for giving us your insight. If you guys have any questions that you want me to um, ask Kayla you want her to come back on and give us a little bit more feel free to email me at talk with glitzy t-a-l-k-w-g-l-i-t-z-s-e-y at gmail.com and definitely we can get some questions answered thank you guys for tuning in with everything that glitters with glitzy Welcome to Everything That Glitters with Glitzy.